Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening a bigger splash, The Man Who Knew Infinity... Love and Friendship, Sing Street, and more. At the E-Bar on June 10th, celebrate the second anniversary of Royal City Brew Company with two, two, count them, two live sets by Guelph's own The Peptones. The Bookshelf is an independently owned cultural hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph, Ontario. For more information about The Bookshelf's hours, listings, blogs, directions, accessibility, and to order books from their online store from anywhere on the planet, please visit bookshelf.ca. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud, independent family business run by a punk rocker, Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. It's gourmet panzerotti, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, and oh man, the pizza, the pizza. Personally, I like the gourmet Domateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. Wash the whole thing down with a brio? Man, I am getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. Visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online at trocaderoguelph.ca. T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O-G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. The 2016 Hillside Festival is happening July 22nd to the 24th and is proud to feature such acts as Jennifer Castle, Nap Eyes, Buffy St. Marie with the Sadies, and so, so much more. There will also be plenty of food, craft vendors, and workshops. For more information about the festival and tickets, visit hillsidefestival.ca. Mark your calendars for the 2016 Hillside Festival happening July 22nd to the 24th at the physically accessible Guelph Lake Conservation Area. Creative Control with Vish Khanna. Hey, you're listening to episode 261 of Creative Control. I'm your host, Vish, and on this show, 
The band Hooded Fang joins me for a conversation. If you don't know Hooded Fang, let me tell you about Hooded Fang. Hooded Fang is an excellent and adventurous rock and roll band from Toronto. Over the past decade, they've toured the world and they've released a number of daring records that that chart a unique, ever-changing sound steeped in underground rock. They have exciting and interesting ideas that come through in their live show and their packaging and a lot of what they do, really. They're, they're interesting. They're super fascinating and interesting, and they think a lot about what they're doing. Their latest album is called Venus on Edge. It's out now via their own Daps Records, and it's compelled Hooded Fang to travel to different cities to play shows, including a recent stop in Guelph, where Daniel Lee, April Alirimo, and Lane Haley joined me in the CFRU studios to talk about their band, and lots of other unexpected stuff. And you're going to hear new music by Hooded Fang on this episode, and that's pretty much it. A nice, interesting, provocative conversation. Hope you like hearing about racism. All right, this is myself and Hooded Fang. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Daniel. My name is Lane. Hey, I'm April. I'm doing great now that I'm here with you. Now, I'm Vish. And Suck it's it up. <laughs> April, I think she means that. We, I mean we go it, back a ways now. I uh, am a little uh, winded and emotionally and mentally exhausted from just setting up the configuration that we're in right now. There mm-hmm. was a lot more mic stuff going on that I'm used to doing beforehand. What was it like for you watching me do that, Dan? Exhausting. It was, right? Because I seemed like I was, was I sighing a lot? Well, the beard makes you look like <laughs> you've been on a desert no, I island liked or watching something. It. It, made you, it made you more real to me. Right, it wasn't just all gloss and. He's yeah. really not just a talker; he's a doer. <laughs> I had to make uh, doing it myself, right? I had to make everything happen. But you guys, uh, you do you do you all record yourselves? Like, do you all have a hand in recording Hooded Fang? 
Um, we record things, yeah. I Do think we all separately record things for fun, but Dan records us. There's a band, but you have know-how, April, and on how to record. Lane, do you? I have a little bit of knowledge. So yeah. when you see someone... An amateur, like this amateur hour performance of me, like struggling to do simple things. Like, was, was it vexing? Were you like, oh, I just want to get in there and help? You know, I don't enjoy doing that stuff. Oh, like often, you know, even setting up for rehearsals, like plugging in the mics to the different things. I don't like doing it. Some people really like it because yeah. it, it gives you a sense of ownership over everything. Um, I like doing it sometimes, <laughs> just because, you know. You often see men doing the tech oh, work, right? And I like to do it to just like assert my womanly presence on the tech scene, right? Right. We I've I've heard some surprisingly bad stories. I guess I live in a weird indie rock vacuum where I feel like everything's very progressive, but I'm starting to hear more stories from my my colleagues, who particularly women, who are yeah. still being mistreated and underestimated by sound people when they show up. I'm like, really? In the year that it is now? Well, I'm not going to yeah, say the year. I don't want to date this podcast. Yeah. But uh, like, you, do you still find that's the case in, when you're traveling around, April? Uh, not all the time. I mean, sometimes, but not all the time. No. Yeah, it's not usual. But <laughs> I think what I wanted to say is, in general, I like it when other people do the work for me. <laughs> so I en I enjoyed watching you set up the mics. <laughs> uh, how how are you guys doing uh, band wise? You just put out this this new record, Venus Venus on Edge. Is that the exact title that I you get that it. right? You got it. That's an that's a I want to talk about that. That's an evocative uh, title. It, it's it's provocative. It's evocative. It invokes things. It does lots of stuff with voke. What does it do for you, Vish? <laughs> Well, I think of the mythology. I think of the the figure Venus, who I believe was the goddess of like love and sensuality and s mm -hmm. sex. Yeah. Right? Can I say that on your show? Yeah, you can talk about anything okay. you want on your show. So my especially show, especially with yeah. us. Yeah. So and so, especially I, if it's about sex. Right. So I think about Venus. Wait, this is a sex show? I guess. <laughs> so I think about the the figure figure. You know, I think of the myth mythological figure of Venus. Uh, and then I think that she's uh, a little antsy. That's what I think. That something's not right. Maybe she needs a. Uh, maybe she's had too much coffee. I don't know what on edge means. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Is is there, am I close? Did I did I capture what you were going for with that? Uh, I thought we would save this for later because I wanted to just warm up a little bit. But uh, as you can tell, I'm a little winded. My my uh, my heart is racing. I'm already <laughs> well ahead in the interview from setting everything up. So let's get right into Venus on Edge. What is that? Uh, what I is think that April came up with the name. I what? did, but I think that um, that's a pretty good interpretation. And whenever we write lyrics or song titles or anything, we like to leave it open for interpretation, sure. even though we have our own meanings or uh, come up with things that could have several meanings, you know? Yeah. I think is... Uh, so you were asking me not... Because I might be have the right answer, obviously. That I just you're just curious about what my yeah. Because you said tradition. it was evoking things and provoking things, so it's curious to like create something and then see how it's interpreted or how the public you know takes it. So that's cool. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's pretty. Everything you said is definitely related to the ideas that led to that title for sure. But is it talking about this notion of sensuality and sexuality in the culture now? Like in terms of what's going on in terms of dialogue and, and mm. conversation about it and, and how you guys are relating to what's happening? I think it's also about love, not like 
like you know a general love of between humans or whatever yeah not ge- necessarily romantic or sexual but the but there's tension something's happening even to love yeah exactly yeah there's, you got it there's a okay so but, i was right like, yeah I but i mean sure. our, our like idea or, or interpretation of you know what love is and what it means and i think is related to a general like life uh perspective or happenings and issues happening all around us and Mm -hmm. us interacting as humans and us living and working together in society if that makes sense yeah um i mean we've said this several times already but uh when we were writing the lyrics to venus on edge we've already you know we've written so much music uh, and and lyrics about heartbreak and angst and uh existential crises 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 uh so we we just started covering thinking about issues and topics that are you know constantly in conversation online and with people and on our minds and just like things that are in our faces all the time uh so it's not necessarily i mean it's a it's a reflection of that stuff it is commenting on that stuff. What do you suppose you might be critiquing? Because I, I you know, I followed your band for a long time now, and uh, it does seem to be getting somehow more intense. Usually, as people get older <laughs> and more mature, they soften. They tend to soften, and then to uh, when they recognize that they're softening, they assert themselves by being even edgier. They try to do something really edgy, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You oh guys, no! Are you calling us old? No, I am getting a little. This is a midlife crisis album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that this is happening to you. You, to me, are still on the upward trajectory of being young and reflecting <laughs> the world. Uh, you laugh because you don't feel young, maybe. But my point is, uh, I, that's where I'm. When I listen to the record, I'm like, oh, it's getting more intense. It's not getting any. It's still there's a melodicism to what you guys do. There's some kind of pop thing, I think, but it seems more intense. Do you do you feel that, like that's accurate? Yeah, I think it's probably from boredom, or not boredom, but of, of like, you know, just, well, yeah, I guess boredom. With, within your, within the band or about? Like music. Music generally. Musically speaking. Hmm. Yeah, it's. um, Well, it's not just boredom, but it's fun to. That's what I mean. It's trying to escape. It's, It's trying to find new avenues to make it fun and creative, you know. Yes, but you have side projects. All of you have <laughs> other outlets that you've created it's for true, yourselves. True, all four of us do, for yeah. sure. So but you, it's the same with those. It's right. always trying to go for a point where it feels most fulfilling and interesting. But what do you... So talk a little bit about... Uh, Lane, do you have a side project? Negative. Lane has a record all that he wrote. That needs to get recorded. That's really good. What? What's it's wrong, awesome. Lane? Why aren't you doing that? Yeah, what's just so wrong, lazy. Lane? You are a little lazy. Lazy yeah. Lane, we like to call you. <laughs> lazy Langel. <laughs> no, you, it'll come. You, you are a very talented. I don't think a lot of people maybe know this, but you're uh, a very talented uh, musician, and uh, and I'd, I've not heard your own work. I don't think you're generally playing with other people. Why, why is that? I like just playing by myself in my room most of all. So it's it's kind of distracting from playing with yourself. I like to play with myself in my room. Mm-hmm. So like sure. it's very distracting from uh, putting work into a record sometimes. Because you're because I'm not I'm I prefer just playing guitar rather than uh, tracking a bunch of uh, instruments for demos. 
You you actually have a, a something of a preference for being a side guy. Yes and so no. To, so to speak, a collaborator. Yes and no. You yeah. have you need you you're starting to feel an itch. Yeah, an and urge. then I and I write some songs, and then I go back to playing some guitar. Right now, okay. And so we this is a, a thing we the world doesn't know about you yet. Well, funny that you would call him talented today, because just yesterday I was like Lane. I was telling my friend that you could play anything and everything on the guitar. And he didn't think he could. I was like, no way. You could play everything. No, you can. Anything. I, I've played with Lane before. We were talking about this before uh, the mics were all set up because it was taking me so long to set up the mics. Let's be honest, guys. <laughs> and anyway, we were talking about how Lane and I used to play in a, like a tribute band, a fun project party band. And yeah, Lane was always astonishing. I think he was holding back. Were you holding back in that band? Uh, I was playing trumpet. <laughs> That's right, but you did. There was a few instances where you ended up playing guitar, and trumpet wasn't your main instrument. No, uh, holding back. No, just playing cover songs. Lane's always mm. holding back. I feel like you hold in, back a in this bit. genre of music. Well, he, he has back. to. Yeah, because it's pop. Now That's wait, why he has other he wasn't outlets. Holding back, his guitar would go in flames, and <laughs> the sparks would start flying. There would be fires and people screaming. And yeah, there's a. I have a fire extinguisher. At home. <laughs> See, he's ready. <laughs> he's ready to go. And you're also playing the band. Do you are you still playing in the band Bart? I still play in Bart. Yeah. yeah, that one's really fun. We're gonna go on tour with them out east this summer. Hooded Fang. Hooded Fang. We're both heading to uh, Sappy Fest. So you're bringing multiple guitars because they're all gonna catch fire. Oh yeah. What do you like about playing in Bart Lane? Uh, it's just different music, and it's not so. <laughs> it's not as repetitive. It's very uh, through composed. Through composed. What does that mean? It means uh, there's no repetition. It's like section into section into oh. section. So it, it's a constant growth throughout the song. Right. It's just constantly going yeah. in a totally in a place, but it's never returning. Yeah. It's more, yeah. It continues on a vibe. Music. Yeah. Whereas in Hooded Fang is just over and over again the same. <laughs> just like same. hammering people over the head with a mallet. Is that what Headed you're saying? Well, boring. you could say through composed could also be thoroughly composed. <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Hooded Fang is a bit more loose. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, now I, I, we went on a slight tangent. Uh, I, I think we focused way too much attention on Lane, maybe more than it was deserved, frankly. <laughs> Who's Lane? Who's exactly. Uh, who is Lane at this point? We don't know. Dan, you have side projects or one? How many side? How many other bands are you in besides uh, Hooded Fang? Uh, I'd say mainly Phaedra with April. Right, so your other band is with April. Yeah. From Hooded Fang. Yes. Right, and, and April, is that your main thing, Phaedra? Yeah, but Dan also, you know, he has a project called Lee Paradise. Yeah, that's he what put I was, out a record. He didn't, he didn't it was more a record, though. Like, I wouldn't consider it like, oh, yeah, that's a band that I made. It's just a record s- that I made. Yeah, but it's a great record, and there's songs. Where you, on this, you were on this show to talk about that record, Lee, the Lee Paradise oh, record. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On this one, right? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't we it talked. this show? It was this show. I think we talked on the phone. I think yeah, we talked on the phone or Facetime or something like that. Anyway, it yeah. was a great. It's a great record, and yeah, I didn't realize you did some shows, didn't you? We played some shows. You yeah. did a long winter. Yeah, we did a long winter. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I. That's why we talked. We oh talked yeah, that's the, right. We that's talked right. ahead of the long winter, and then I saw you do the show. And who was in your band? Uh, Lane. <laughs> Sorry to bring him up again. Lane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, who is playing? Christina. Christina. She plays in Blonde Elvis and Saffron Sect. Mm-hmm. And Colin, who plays in cell phone now. Right. But it's like a rotating lineup in a way. I mean, like I said, I don't really consider it like it was just a record and it's out. If the, if another one happens, maybe I'll be like, yes, that is another band. So but what did, and, and I mean, you and April principally write the songs in Hooded Fang or is it a, more of a group? 
If, like, are it you depends. bringing? It depends. I think yeah. Dan, like, he writes the main ideas for Hooded Fang, and then everyone else, you know, jams on it together. Jams on it, right? So, why did you? Maybe we covered this the last time. I can't remember. It was a while ago. Like, why did you feel at the time compelled to do this Lee Paradise record? I well, mean, oh, why not bring those things to this Hooded Fang? It's, I mean, a fun thing for me of making records and doing them under is just like trying different styles, you know, different mm-hmm. styles of music. Um, and also with Lee Paradise, it is just you writing everything musically and all the parts and all the lyrics and everything. Yeah, sometimes you can Dan. make a record way faster like that and it can be very, you know, concise in the ideas and the aesthetic that you want to go for. Okay. But it's like, it, they, they don't, it's different instrumentation, like a different style of recording. Yeah, no, I understand that it was different. Yeah. And I guess I just went, and we, as I say, we likely, I can't recall, but we, I'm sure we covered why that might have happened at the time. But there's definitely a certain level of collaboration with Hooded Fang. And yeah. with Lee Paradise, you could just do everything you want on your own mm-hmm. without having to but, consult anybody. But April, he's kind of saying that that was a one-off maybe. No, I, I, I think, I bet you, there will be <laughs> other ones that will come out. Dan, because do you think? Maybe, I don't know. I, I uh, at this point, I think that sometimes uh, we've been friends and worked in collaborators for almost 11 years. Yeah, yeah. Actually, 11 years, 11 years a month ago. Oh, well, happy uh, anniversary. <laughs> um, Thank you. You're welcome. And in some ways, we pr- I probably know certain aspects of him better than he knows and vice versa. <laughs> You, I mean, yeah, it is. It's he's te- going to write another. He's going to write more records for it's sure. T- and did you get April's input to, in, in anything with to do with Lee, Lee Paradise? Did you no. run things by her? No. Because it does seem like you two have an inextricable kind of creative bond. Like it's <laughs> all marketing. <laughs> it's all marketing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. But you do the Fedra like when you do Fedra together, like that's a, that's a whole other kind of thing, on mm-hmm. some level, right? It's more of an electronic. How would you describe that to people? Uh, it's yeah, it's more electronic. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. It's, Hit the nail on the head. <laughs> it's more beats based, and we get to really, uh, I don't know, use our hip hop and dance influences. A lot and of costume changes. There's too. costume changes. Like I was going to say, performative. Like in terms of performance, it's a whole other thing. You're uh, when I saw yeah. you guys, I think there was face makeup. Was there? Or maybe I'm wrong. I feel like there was something going on. You know, you only live once. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I was going to try to say that wasn't true. Have no, you seen it's Game true. Of Thrones? I have. Yeah, there, there seems to be something going on with the Game of Thrones and living more than once. Anyway, sorry. it's true though. Uh, with Phaedra, we approach it more like a big art project. Right. So uh, for sure, we love making the music, and you know, the the creative process for writing music and lyrics is the same or similar. Yeah. But then we also really think about. Uh, the actual show and the lights and we bring dancers and we have a lot of guests come on and you know rap or whatever what's going on with Phaedra right now because did you do a thing recently we're dropping singles is that what it is <laughs> mm-hmm. did you already do that uh, I mean like we don't work on it we're not working towards a record necessarily but we're building enough we we work on it like quite intermittently. Wait, okay. you haven't seen our hot yeah. new videos, Vish? Uh, I've seen s- the one. Sounds the videos like a no. I'm trying to think here because I've seen some. Uh, do they all have nudity in them? Yeah, no. that's part of the. What? Oh, I None th- of them do. Wait, what was? I thought that was nudity. <sighs> I feel like most of them have nudity, <laughs> and so I can't watch them at I think work. Only the and first it, one it's not did. safe. 
Oh, actually, this no. There were two that had some nudity. Yeah. No. Anyway, I I don't I don't think I've seen the most recent ones. I'm sorry. What what happens in the most recent <coughs> well, videos? Well, I'm just sorry because you're missing out. No, just tell me. <laughs> I just want to know what what happens in the. What, did you do one recently? Did you release one? Uh, the most recent one is for a track that we dropped called Zestrozzi. Oh. And it's it's like at an amusement park. But what's cool is that uh, my cousin's dance troupe Hatel is in it, and they're like these these beautiful androids. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, maybe I missed it. I, I feel like I, I miss things now uh, more than I used to. Got you know? two well, kids. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. two children. That's mm. not an excuse, though. Like I can be. <laughs> 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 I do get out of a lot of stuff because of the kids. It's true. That's what one reason people have children is just so they can't. <laughs> you come into my show. I, I can't. I, oh, I that <laughs> I should have kids. You then well, it's easier to, easier to get rid of. Yeah, you excuse. people are, or people assume also if you have kids. Oh, you're probably not going to come. We didn't invite you. We, you know, we didn't think you'd want to come or could come because you got the kids. So you either, you can either uh, make yourself dead to the world and just be like, I'm sorry, I can't do that, which is great almost all the time, <laughs> or you can be kind of excommunicated from the world because you have children. Children are, are trade cr- off. Yeah, I like them. I like my children, but not others. Not as much. <laughs> they seem fine. You do you work with children? Um, have, I, you have. I have. I've worked with them extensively. Uh, what, sure. in, what, in what capacity? You were like a childcare person, weren't you? Yeah, I uh, started and ran this play school for six years, and actually, you would know a lot of the people who worked there too. It yeah. was a artist-led play school, so a lot of musicians and other artists were the the teachers. And it doesn't happen anymore. Uh, there's still some groups going on, but I abandoned ship like two years ago just because we got so busy with the bands and, oh, okay. and we needed to move on. Yeah. But yeah, May Lee Todd worked there. Yep, yep. Uh, Maria Boy, who runs mm-hmm. Fuzzy Logic. Uh, Henry, Henry Fabergé. You, Henry Fabergé was around children? <laughs> he is a child. He is kind of a Peter Pan-like person, yes. yeah. I think well, that's he's actually 80 years old. <laughs> kind of like a Benjamin Button thing going on with that guy. Yeah. Except he's just stuck in this anyway. Henry Farber, uh, did, you, did you guys collaborate with Henry in something ever? We've worked. Oh, actually, Henry was on a Phaedra tour across the States with us last year. As Jal. Have you seen Jal? No, yeah. Oh, no. Jal is this alien drag. I don't drag. get to see much anymore. Right, you have children. We understand. <laughs> Jal is an alien. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Alien. Uh, an alien drag queen. Would you say he's a queen? Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know. You gotta be you careful of saying stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. a lot of a lot of drag queens would be like, that guy is not. You well, know. he defines. Or like whatever that person Jal. is doing is not. The real thing, or whatever. Totally, you know. but I think he uses that word when he defines Jal. This brings yeah. up an interesting point. Uh, I think, kind of, and it doesn't have much to do with your band, but April, you've been involved in a lot of conversation starting of late, and I don't know if you've been involved in it too, but particularly in Toronto. Um, I think, from, and I don't want to speak for you, but some of what you've been involved with is discussions about uh, racism, mm-hmm. racism in music, and I, I was also, we were kind of making some facetious remarks about this idea of Venus on edge. I feel like some of the conversations you've been starting uh, reflect a general edginess that is happening where people, there's a tension where more people are trying to talk more about stuff. It's making some people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Then you get the react and other people like, great, we're finally talking about this stuff. But then it gets like to be kind of complicated because that even within those 
supposedly healthy conversations, people are like, well, where does my place here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a white straight person or whatever, and I don't know. It doesn't seem like I can even engage with this now. Yeah. So <laughs> all this to say, like, we were just having this discussion about what do we call the Gile? Like, what do we call that project? Like, how do we do it? You how know, are you guys feeling about this edginess, this tension? You guys live in Toronto. It seems to be a lot of the conversations I'm hearing are from people in well, Toronto. You I know, think it's really just important for like the people who don't have as much of a voice or maybe are. I'm oh, sorry. Hello. Um, who no, are, you were fine. Oh, okay. We could hear you. you had a voice. Like more marginalized people who are marginalized. I think it's important for them to be able to define how they want to be talked about you know? yes that's a good point it's like it's they don't have the voice all the time to do that and it, you know i think that's a big deal yeah i think what's actually really cool and interesting about toronto like i, th- I would say like compared to a lot of most of the world is it's in you know this canadian well you know, it's Canadian. <laughs> as far as I know, Toronto is very it's in, Canadian. It's in Canada. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's in Canada. And with that, like, the stereotypes are true. We're like, we're, uh, you know, have progressive values in a way. And we um, are very polite. And we want things to be correct. Some um, of us. Some of us. Yeah, not yeah. for sure, not the whole country. But we're in a place where there's that, there is that desire, you know, in the social fabric. And Toronto is so diverse and it's not small and it's not like massive. It's like, you know, compared to London or New York or, you know, L.A. It's one so of it's, it's like a yeah. good size where I, I feel like it has like it's like the perfect conditions for these conversations to start and for people to be aware of what's going on and to start to think about these things mm-hmm. and to be able to speak up for for, uh, you know, different rights or issues you know, because if you're in another country, these issues might uh, not come up or mm-hmm. people will be condemned for bringing up certain issues. But here there is enough of uh, a support and community for, you know, people to feel OK with talking about things and, you know, feel like people will have their back. Like, you know, the, for there's there's a lot of young um people i would say from the age of like you as early as like eight eight nine ten all the way to like 16 17 who who feel comfortable with changing their pronoun their gender pronoun yeah and that doesn't happen in most of the world you know uh yeah i would say that's fair where kids are comfortable with doing that and that they'll have a community to support them you know um and I think that's reflective of just like the idea of being at this certain level of consciousness where there's just a, and having the the room in society to get to that and uh, level of consciousness and to explore ideas. Does that make sense? It does make sense, and I I I, I want to pick up on a few points there uh, because the timing of would you would you say that some of this. Uh, some of these conversations, some of this interest in having these conversa- conversations, would you say that this has been amplified somewhat recently? In in our... In, in Toronto in particular. Like, it just seems like you and I participated in this Now magazine thing, mm-hmm. which was a few months ago now. They did a cover story where they were just trying to uh, 
speak to people who had experienced racism yeah. as musicians in the city or in the country. And um, and it seemed to mostly generate some healthy dialogue, but it also uncovered a lot of ugliness. For sure. Uh, and that seems to... What were you going to say, Dan? Have you ever experienced anything negative? Y- yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But, I mean, it's mostly... Uh, in, in music, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Or, uh, you know, just in general. Yeah, sure. I mean, I have, I've had uh, teachers say weird things at the university that I went to. Where mm. a third year in, you know, straight A student. No, I'm not bragging here. <laughs> but third year in, mostly, mostly a guy who got A's and did well. Uh, all of a sudden had this professor who was a bit older and uh, gave me a kind of a poor mark on an essay. And, and I was the type of person who would want to talk about those things. I just be like, Hey, I'm not, I usually do well and I'm paying for this. I don't want to get a bad mark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'd go to them if I ever got a bad or a questionable mark where I was like, Hey, I, I was open to going to talk to people. Anyway, she said, uh, in her uh, discussion with me, she's like, so just, am I, just to be clear, is English your first language? Ooh. Oh, my God. And I was like, what do you, what? Like, I had been talking to her like I'm talking to you now. That's insane. And then I I took the essay. I'm like, was the essay that broken? Like, was it that strange, like, hard to comprehend? And I took it to another colleague, uh, professor, rather, and she was outraged. She's like, what the yeah, hell? Like, I read it. Outrageous. There's nothing. Anyway, so I've had that stuff. I've had people say, uh, people often mistake me for the other brown people in Canadian music. Happens all the time. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you still in Vancouver? Oh, you, I get that all all the time. Because who is it? Who are your uh, doppelgangers? Well, some of them are. Uh, <laughs> the one, the common one, was a fellow named Tariq Hussein, who was also a host on CBC Radio uh, around the time I was. Hmm. He actually left uh, a f- for years. I was like he had left, uh, and I was on my like he didn't do it anymore. And it still kind of happened. Samir Khan uh, from uh, Tusks and Weights and Measures. Mm. Some, and he's he's a beautiful man. Like I am not handsome. He's like he's a handsome <laughs> guy. You know. Like I don't I, know if he's. Well, I don't want to. I'm would, fishing now. I Straight would, A's, uh, handsome, handsome guy. <laughs> it just mostly pretty benign yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, you must you play drums because I play drums. Oh, you must have grown up playing tabla. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Got that once, right. and you I was like, th- I was just mystified by that one. Yeah. Um, right. and yeah, just just weird like. Oh, you people and your names. You know, I get weird comments. I've had some weird things, but relatively benign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, early on in grade school, I don't know about you guys, but I actually uh, would entertain the whites by uh, <laughs> undercutting them and using, you know, derogatory uh, language about my own people mm, in right. race. I was kind of, uh, before I really could understand, I think, why... Uh, some of my favorite hip hop artists would freely be using the word that mm-hmm. had been used to kind of, uh, you know, denigrate yeah. them. Uh-huh. You kind of realize by, and we all are doing it now. It's ownership. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're going to call me this word or that word, or you're going to use the thing. Uh, I'm going to take that and and make it uh, something that I own. So what did you think of Kanye West taking the Confederate flag? Because <laughs> yeah. I thought that was amazing. I uh, thought it was kind of genius. Yeah, I mean, it's taking that that whole those whole motifs uh, uh, to I guess the most like next the, the next logical level. The, the whole notion of I'm going to own everything that you've used to 
to put us down. Well, I feel uh, like the KKK would just be so pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I had sort of, I went on that, I, I went to that tour. Oh, yeah, we, we did too. Yeah, I, I went, loved it. Uh, it was the easiest tour. Did you I, go in Toronto? I went in Toronto and Hamilton. I had better. You went two twice? times. Yeah, I went twice. See, that's oh. like six hours I went to, of music of Kanye. I went to both uh, Toronto Watch the Thrones too. Because the, oh, the first one, I was like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen," and then I got comped. Damn, Isn't it the greatest thing you've ever seen? Yeah, bring me along. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I like to go. I like seeing him. I still like. Uh, yeah, I will. It's getting harder and harder to defend him as he becomes more of a celebrity. Or he does say a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> well, he does. He does, and he does stuff, and you know, the, so some of the associations, and uh, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Or but, like he's obsessed with his shoe thing, and no one else really cares about his shoe. No, thing. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I anyway. He, <laughs> I'm a big fan, and uh, and I and he is another person who I think has made it quite clear that he's going to take it back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't know where we where we st- why did we start talking about that? Oh, you asked me if I'd been through anything like that. Yeah. And so what I was saying is, uh, there's a lot of that going on now of of people shaming people uh, mm-hmm. by by using the same things they've mm-hmm. thrown at whoever and and throwing it back at them to be like, see how does it feel? Uh, or I'm going to take those words back. I mean, have you too? I mean, April, I mentioned you and I engaged in this one particular article and it, it, it was sort of spread around a little bit but Dan have you experienced that Lane I'm sure you've experienced all sorts of racism <laughs> I mean I've like nothing that is really uh, I'm I'm a half right I've never really fit into like what are the two halves the I don't even know uh, my mom's German so I'm half white and I'm half Chinese German Chinese German yeah that's good yeah, it's pretty. That's right. a nice combo. Mm-hmm. My parents I, uh, are nice. <laughs> like, I, there's all sorts of racist things I want to say right now that I'm not going to say. <laughs> you know, like benign racism. Like, oh, you'll be never mind. I'm not even yeah. going to do it. But yeah, <laughs> so you that, must make a great hot and sour. Oh sour no, crowd. no, I'm not. <laughs> there you go. Hot and sour crowd. Amazing. You've already done it. You've done the work. I don't have to do it. So um, you, your upbringing was. I haven't experienced any racism that has like, really. Uh, informed my life or anything you know what I mean um, I have had like little things said to me or whatever um, once I was in uh, I was sitting in the lunchroom in high school with a friend and it was in a small town I was going to a school in a small town for a year and she was talking about these other two people it was an Asian girl and a white guy and she whispered to me she's like I don't I don't know how anyone could date an Asian person. Wow. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so then I called her out on it. She was so embarrassed. Wow. She didn't know I had any Chinese in me. Well, how does that make you feel? I mean, I felt kind of bad for her, to be honest, because it's, it's just like ignorance, you know. No, I sorry. I, I Beyond that one specific incident, um, I think there's probably, she's probably not the only person to be like, I wonder what Dan is. Yeah, because you're. I mean, I made uh, beige children myself. I made these mixed kids. You made oh, children you? of the future. Yeah, is exactly. what you Made. I had this idea that I want to explore. Uh, that I've been thinking of kicking around as a potential article. I'll just spill the beans now because I don't even know if it has legs. But I kind of want to do a thing about the future of hate, because uh, sometimes my family and I'll be walking around and some people will just stare, and I think they're just. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Just trying to figure it all out. Mm. I'm not saying they're bad people. Yeah. But if you go to certain communities, like when, sometimes we go to like, and I'm not, I'm not casting any judgment, but every once in a while you go to Port Elgin and you go and someone lends you their cottage and it's a beautiful place. And all kinds of people uh, tend to go to a place like Port Elgin in the summer with the cottages. That's actually a half truth. It's mostly rich people. It's mostly <laughs> older rich people and their kids, and they, you know, they lend it out anyway. So every once in a while, we'll be walking around, and some person like that will just stare at us, and I think they're just trying to compute what's going on. Yeah, or they're in awe of your beauty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, Man, I've they seen, got style. I've seen pictures of your children. My kids are pretty cute. Very I, cute. I think they're nice kids, and for the most part, I like them. Um, but I do think that that's going to be a thing where uh, racists are. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta actually uh, uh, feel bad for racists sometimes because I don't know what they're going to do <laughs> as all of us mix. You know, like what are the, I, I, like what are they even going to be angry at? How are they going to direct it? Because they don't yeah. know. And and you know, Dan, uh, if you don't mind me saying, I don't mean to make you uncomfortable, but you're you're a person where I think people would be like, I don't know, I don't like, I didn't, yes. I d- I'm uh. I don't know if I'm uh, just uh, a, a jerk or if I'm post-racism on some level, but I try not to dwell on these things myself. Right. I have a weird thing where all of this stuff gets stirred up now where we talk about everything. Everything's a thing yeah, piece. Well, especially with social media. Yeah. And, yeah. But that's part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not just someone at the at the reputable uh, magazine or newspaper. It's All of it, fe- and you know, when you make your uh, Facebook feed what it is and you have the friends you have or Twitter, you're curating uh, an echo chamber. You're mm-hmm. curating like a bunch of stuff that you already probably believe and you yeah. have like-minded people. Why would you? I mean, I'm friends with Maureen Tucker of the Velvet Underground. Cool. You are? On Facebook. Wow. She is the biggest right-wing conservative oh, person right. yeah. ever. Really? She's just constantly like feeding that and, and Ralph Molina of Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Like I just like, huh. you see them show up. I don't know why I add. I'm like, oh, I'm going to add. It's my fault. I'm adding my heroes and just <laughs> seeing what they're like, you know? And then you get, so anyway, beyond that though, it's mostly just 
like-minded people telling you the same thing and you live in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Mm. I don't know where we went or why I'm just remembering this now, but what I was going to say (laughs) is that a lot of this stuff in Toronto, these conversations seem to have been amplified of late. That speaks to a, a consciousness raising somehow. I think it is potentially post Rob Ford Toronto. It is, it is for sure. But I also think that, um, you know, I, I'm the, what would I be, first generation Canadian? Like my parents are immigrants, Dan's parents are immigrants. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Toronto, you know, like of people who are my age, um, are first generation Canadians. And we're at that age where we're having conversations and things are starting to, um, you know, like we're starting to be smart people, we're adults. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and so things are coming up because our parents wouldn't have talked about it. They came here to have a better life and to work. And I think that's like the case for a lot of immigrants, right? I- I'd say that for the most part, um, anyone who's, you know, maybe 80 years old yeah. and isn't white probably has an accent of some sort. But you raise a point about how your parents and my parents are the same. I'm mm-hmm. first generation. So they didn't talk about it. Um, they did their work or whatever. They just yeah. they just didn't acknowledge it. I didn't ever talk to my parents about like something weird that was said to me because of... They never said, like, just so you understand, when you go to school, there might be some people who say weird things to you because you don't quite look like them. I mean, it was just accepted, right? It's just like, yeah, that's what happens. Uh, Yeah, but I think that it was probably also that they, my parents moved where they moved. Well, my dad, they didn't quite move where they moved because of my, uh, because of their relatives. My my mom's like brothers and sisters all moved to Ontario and got jobs kind of Markham, Scarborough area. But my dad uh, came here from India and then he found a job in Cambridge. That's where we went. It was about an hour away from and it was close enough to my mom's family that they could go, and we we would go every weekend and uh, to 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 that area. But um, but by and large, I don't remember having the kinds of conversations that people are having with their kids now. Yeah, I think. well, they 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 wouldn't because they they were here and they're like, okay, this is we're going into a new country and this is life in this country, and I'm just here to give my children a brighter future and to make money and keep my family alive. So issues of you know race or gender is not something that they're going to be really thinking about i think well this is but I, but I now that their children are like the adults and you know the the i don't know cultural landscape of toronto is becoming more diverse then now things are coming up and the people who would be uh you know noticing these issues and talking about it are now adults right is what, I've, yeah. is what I mean to say. Yeah, yeah. I guess where, I, where I'm coming from is you, you, you raised the fact that your parents uh, didn't maybe talk about stuff. I was trying to get at this knot I'm in where I feel like on some level I don't think about that stuff as much. I don't think too much about race, uh, racism or sexism. Sometimes I, that's good and sometimes that's bad. I mean, I don't talk about it that much because I've kind of come up with a worldview that I think is good mm-hmm. <laughs> and fair and just and it seems to be informed by like progressive ideals so sometimes i feel like uh when people like ford show up and trump show up in the states and they're just stirring up 
yeah. all this stuff. The media in particular gets really excited because it's, uh, it's provocative, so to speak. It's controversial. And it's just fear-mongering and pitting us against each other constantly. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I really, like, I'm not religious. I'm not uh, a nationalist. I don't care about those things because I feel like anything like that is just a mechanism to divide us. So that's where I'm at, where I'm like, the more we talk about this stuff, on some level, a lot of good, healthy stuff will happen. On another level, it feels like we will never move past it because we're just constantly addressing it all the time. Does that make any sense? Like, I don't but, know. I mean, like, take a look at uh, black rights in the States. You yeah. Know? Like, say, like, the Rodney King beating that was caught on tape. It was a long time ago. And the reason why it was such a big deal is just because it was caught on tape. Now everything's caught on tape. Yes, exactly. And it still hasn't, doesn't seem... You're right. You know... But this, I'm, on, like, I'm not saying that my this idea of not talking about it is right. It's just yeah, sometimes yeah. I feel like, what if we just never... What if we all stopped? That's probably not going to be good either. Like, it seems mm. like yeah. the more we talk about stuff, the yeah. better stuff gets. But I am also, like, inundated with the same conversations. And you right. maybe that's how progress happens. Yeah, I think it's I good think... to take breaks and reflect and also yes, go absolutely. on with your day-to-day life. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it's and, funny. I, you didn't, know. I didn't think about uh, racism or being different uh, at all growing up because I grew up in the suburbs where actually it was quite diverse. and That's the other thing I was going to say. All my classmates, the, all their parents were from somewhere else, all, for everywhere, South America, Asia, the Caribbean, Europe, um, you know, South America. It was just like a very diverse, like all my classmates were from somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, maybe they were born here like me, but, um, and it's not until actually moving to downtown t- West End Toronto and then playing bass in a in the rock scene where i you know started to experience like my my difference and i think also yeah it has to do with experience of and, and things happening is how yeah it's, it's you know the conversations come up yeah i i, I hear what you're saying um uh, lane what's your guitar yeah, setup I was, like i was gonna say <laughs> what's up with lane yeah, well, what's you? your what's your guitar setup like? We've been talking a lot about uh, race and racism and uh, no, it's, uh, social, think, cultural, politics. Lane can comment on that too. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on anything we've uh, talked about? Uh, kind of blacked out for a second. Poor choice of words. Unintentional. No. Yeah, I think the conversation needs to happen, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but That's yeah, fair. it's cool. Like I just think it's cool that you, you know, I have friends in other countries who don't even think about women's rights, even though it might be. I know, and I'm I'm trying to be I, like I don't know what that says about me. Where I'm like, I and I don't I'm not 100 percent on it. I don't believe what I say. Like when I say like the more we talk about it, the more it's not going to go away because that doesn't make any sense. Like I know that, but on yeah. some level, I don't think I've ever been. Uh, so informed or so have it have had access to so many opinions and information constantly where Mm -hmm. you're just like you know what's actually pretty amazing in toronto and uh, this is like one of the things i'm really obsessed with right now but the all ages punk scene have Mm. you been around it at all? well a little bit i I don't go out much anymore and i live in a different city you have kids right yeah i mentioned (laughs) that earlier well of all the scenes it's it's the most like inclusive it's like unified by a very particular politics of uh giving marginalized people a voice including people and being anti-discriminatory in so many ways possible and like 
they are very vocal about it and people go there because of that. There's a hard, that's an interesting uh, uh, point, but there's a hard line of people who represent uh, marginalized or underrepresented voices who would say, well, punk doing that isn't as good as, as a rap scene being able to do that because punk was mostly a, a white scene. Well, that's what I'm saying. The all-ages <laughs> punk scene in Toronto in specifically. In Toronto specifically, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's not just about better or worse. I mean, they're using art as a place for community and to share values and spread good values. I, know, I don't but think it's not a competition between two different genres of music. No, I, I guess where I'm at is sometimes you can, and whether you're white or uh, if you're me, uh, and you're trying to do good, there, it just feels like we're in a cycle where even if you're trying to do something great, somehow there can be blowback and backlash against you for even attempting to do something great. It puts you in an awkward position oh, I, where I you're see. like... You're giving the other side. Well, I'm trying to say. like... like uh, You can look at a, a, a festival, say, or a music festival or a, an arts organization who's like, we have our mandate to have this many types of Aboriginal art, mm-hmm. um, women... Uh, LGBTQ and and on some level you're like that's great and then it's also like but that's just tokenizing that's exactly ads. right so well, you're like this is where I'm at with this cycle of well, how I, do we produce and create and work together I think in in like an issue like that where it's like when people are it's like say trumpeting that you have an a certain amount of females on your bill or whatever. Like, you don't have to do that. No, like, not at all. Just, 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 just do, do it. it. Just in. Just yeah, what, you don't have my, to talk about it That's like my that. point. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes I feel like we just talk about stuff so much. No, but you can call out it. stuff that yes, is not doing That's it. what I'm saying. So my point yeah. is call out everything you want. But to actually affect change, you just have to actually do you stuff. You just have to do it, yeah, for sure. Just, that's yeah. where I'm More at. Where I'm, like, when I say, like, we're constantly talking about everything, why not just do the stuff? I know that's easier said than done because... Part of the conversations are like the people that would want to do that stuff maybe don't have the access or the funding or whatever, the administrative mm-hmm. ability to do that, the infrastructure. But no, that's but it's really easy to just be like, okay, which bands are we going to play with? Actually, we're going to play with uh, bands that have at least one woman. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you everyone has that choice to yes. make these you know tiny little decisions you know that would make a big deal yeah. without it, having to trumpet it. It did take me a long time to 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 learn that though. And I heard it from you a lot. And in the beginning, it, sometimes I would be like, why? I just want to play with these other bands. Like, I know these guys and they're a band and I like the music. Yeah. I don't always want to have to think about this stuff. It's a but, double-edged uh, sword. You have to think about this stuff. And I'm like, when I say I don't want to talk about it, it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I just think sometimes the mm-hmm. efficacy of thinking and talking about stuff instead of just making things happen but anyway, well, but it takes a long time is what I mean. Yeah. Like you have to really like internalize it and make it part of your just, well, it takes time and effort to get it to be a point where you don't, it's not work. It's just this like is, something this is, you do. This is why know? the all ages punk scene in Toronto is where it's at. Cause it, it's not even trying. It just happens. Yeah. You go see these bands and all of them will like, you know, most of them will have at least a woman in it. There's people of color. There's trans people. There's queer people. Yes. And they're all playing music together. Yeah. And then the audience is reflective of, of you know, the bands up there. And, uh, like, I just happened to be going to some shows. Like, uh, Scott and Leah from VCR introduced mm-hmm. me to the punk scene. The VCR got, is amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. amazing. But no, those kids are, like, incredible. They're just, like, they their values are far beyond, you know... The values of uh, 
a lot of people in Toronto, I would say. Well, in, I, I mean, music, I, but I'm hearing it, like I'm seeing it, like my kid uh, is four, and he asked me a lot of questions about the world. Yeah. He is not yet, and it probably will happen someday, and I'm, I'm not, this is meant to gl- be a gloat or something, but he has not really asked me about difference. Mm-hmm. He hasn't asked me like, why does my, wait a minute, auntie, why does my aunt also have a wife? He hasn't asked me, uh, you know, why are some people this color and that color? So in part, on some level, and we haven't had to have the same conversations I said my parents never had with me, because on some level, I think it's natural, I'm hopeful that it's naturally happening. Yeah, for that, sure. That he, that the other kids are hopefully being taught the same value system or the, t- the same level of empathy and compassion. Yeah, I think it's becoming like a normalized thing, for sure. Yeah. Like, I was at a puncture recently, and there were these two 15-year-old kids. I introduced myself to them, and the first thing they asked is uh, what pronoun I go by. And I'm like, oh, she, what about you guys? And or what about you? And uh, they're totally like yeah. ambiguous looking. I have no right. idea. And, sure. and one person goes by he and the other one goes by they. I'm like, awesome. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. And uh, one of them was a white kid. One of them was like this queer black kid. And that's what the a lot of the all ages scene in Toronto looks like right now. It's yeah. just like a true like reflection of cultural pansexual diversity and uh it's it's amazing yeah no i, I you got to check it out i'm a, i am i'm through mostly through the the fine people that i work with at long winter i'm uh with this festival in toronto i end up being exposed to stuff that i didn't know about because they there's a group of people there that really have their ear to the ground yeah but that is this is different, this is different? The, than okay. the all ages punk seed yeah okay. this is no own. but but, this um, is its own thing. Like I think I've Ryan seen some of those people. Ryan the drummer Tom of, and Greg uh, Benedetto. Jonah? Yeah, Jonah's recording a lot of those bands, too. A lot of the punk Jonah bands. Jonah Falco, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that those bands are playing Long Winter or part of that scene at all. Well, they're. I think they're getting, like, they've had VCR a few times and stuff like that. Yeah, but that they're one band. There's all these bands <laughs> that we've never that, heard okay, of. Okay, all right. I'm not, I'm not saying Long Winter is all that great. I'm well, just saying, like, that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, Long Winter is amazing, yeah. but it's just a different but scene. But, I mean, that's how he's. He was just saying how... I, that's how I yeah. came to know some of what you're... When you were referencing certain artists and bands, that's how I know about yeah, them. It yeah, it was through the long... Through the long winter is my main... Like, I'm saying that was my main conduit to all that stuff you're talking because about. Because those guys... Jonah records a lot of those bands. Yeah. How's the talk yeah. show going? It's pretty good. I was going to ask you, Lane, about uh, the patch cords you use and whether <laughs> or not the companies that make them are progressive. Do you feel like they are actually <laughs> on just, the level? They're corporate shells. Really? Yeah. You know, they're but not. they make the best product. Okay. Well, do you want to actually give them a little plug? No. Okay. Um, the talk show is going well. It's going well. The, the long night talk show? Yeah. It's going all right. I just did one in uh, Newfoundland. Oh, oh, cool. St. Tra- John's, yeah. Traveling Who did you uh, interview? Hmm. Uh, on the show, it was uh, Austin from the band Braids. It was supposed to be Rafe, uh, Raph as well, but she couldn't uh, make it. Raph was supposed to be there, but she couldn't make it. And then it was uh, a, an anti-poverty uh, uh, advocate and a social advocacy guy named Dan Meads, who also uh, co-created a super popular tonic water. Hmm. Made What's a, the wow. tonic water? It's called the Third Place Tonic. And then there was uh, a yeah yeah, like yeah 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 it's a there's a whole it's thing. like we're pretty good. we're not the best but we're pretty no no good. it's a sociological term for the, oh. the <laughs> like the first place is your home and the second place is uh, your work maybe and the third place is where you go to hang out your and have comfort a okay. just listen to the episode it's a good episode and then uh, oh uh, Angela <laughs> Angela Freya and uh, Teo Zamudio who run a uh, 
uh, a design company called uh, Freya and Zamudio. They were on, and uh, I had a an all female uh, First Nations drum group called Eastern Owl perform. Wow. So it was really fun. Sounds like a really diverse bill. Sounds awesome. In terms of, I am thinking know, about these things. The way we're all supposed to be thinking about these things when I program stuff. Yeah. But no, I just mean like in terms of just like subject matter. No, I know. And I'm what I'm wild. saying is I like to make the show uh, and I like to make life as vibrant and dynamic as it possibly can. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about when we've been covering some of these mm-hmm. issues. No, for sure. I think it's I think my way of doing things for sure is to consider you know representation and then uh make it happen without having to talk about it for sure yeah whoa somebody Sorry, bumped the mic oh dan you getting me. bored no i'm it's kind of sleepy like we had a show last night it was really fun in toronto but yeah it's kind of a late night okay well Crowd i don't surfing. have a lot of late nights no no i understand you've got kids i uh <laughs> maybe i don't know why you're so tired <laughs> yes, what's your excuse i got two kids uh, I want to ask about the new record again because I think I broached it a long time ago now. But does any of this stuff that we've been discussing, does it end up within the work of Hooded Fang? Does it end up on this record? No, the record's mostly about our kids. <laughs> what baby food we feed them D- really milk or formula yes. you know like yeah. the, de- the great debate why is it called formula because they just want to scare off the uh, formula people. one racers yeah well I feed my baby formula well, I think it's a it might be a, a way to uh, convince p- uh, people to do uh, what's right in breastfeed oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, oh people, no, yeah, no we can't kidding. go there I'm just kidding uh, no I but I think you're right they gave it this kind of Harsh term to yeah. really taste like, like science. Shame to taste like science. Have you tried it? <laughs> well, wait. It formula like? is soylent. No, no. Formula. Uh, I'm, I'm I don't kidding. know. Maybe it I'm is. Maybe kidding. it's people. No. Uh, does any? So what you're saying? That none of what we've kind of covered about Toronto. No, or, a lot of stuff is on there. There's different songs for different things. It's definitely about. I mean, each song has its own topic that's covered. Like I said, we uh, covered heartbreak, angst, you know. On this record or in the past? In the past. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Well, you know, again, we're constantly inundated with things on social media and like thinking about things. So we're just like, okay, we talk about this stuff and think about it and it's in our faces all the time. Let's just freaking write about it. And we're like electoral, uh, you know, the broken electoral system. Bam. Condos. Bam. You know, Last Shadows, pretty good. I'm pretty excited about that one. So what, what's Last Shadows? Gla- condos, Glass condos. Shadows. Oh, Glass Shadows. Oh, right, glass sorry, sorry. Shadows. I thought you said Last Shadows, and I, so, I got scared. You know what? I'm kind of happy with some of the new condo designs. So am I, actually. A lot of them in Toronto were looking really <laughs> boring, and they all looked the same, but there's some new architects going around. We're noticing the, it for sure. They have to. color and you diversity know, <laughs> in the buildings. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we kept on, like, go- leaving and coming back. And every time we returned, there'd be more and more condos. And it was like, oh, this looks crazy. Oh, my God, this is ugly. But now it looks like a beautiful, like, futuristic kind oh, no. of they got to you guys. scene. It's just... What was in the formula? <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm not against condos. I think... I think it's just a natural thing. If more people are moving, they need a place to live. Yeah. Well, the problem it's is that the there's no the affordable housing being yeah. raised up beside it. Yeah, yeah. and the market is, the, this. it's not even a bubble anymore. I don't know what you call it. It doesn't seem capable of bursting. Like these prices, the house, the housing market is insane. Yeah, it's No totally one's going to be able to insane. afford it. Can you, do you guys own a home? 
Yeah, I own five condos. <laughs> For your five condos. I just, uh, I'm in Hooded Fang as like a, you it's know. Like a just, shill. Yeah, it's like, it's like, or like a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's hard, right? I mean, it's you guys have lived in Toronto a long time. It's not, It can't be easy. Uh, it it's not, but you there's know, still some uh, yeah, holes in things. the grounds yeah. around. <laughs> okay, um, so so by and large, if we were to sum up this record after having this, you know, interesting conversation, you're saying it's about m- lots of different things. It's all on the record, and it's all there. Give it yes. a listen. Yeah, or if you want, you can even just listen to it as music, and <laughs> y- you could do that too, and that's totally cool. Yeah, you're not being, you're not a messaging band per se. No, we just needed some things to write about. There was a lot of... We decided to look outside of ourselves. <laughs> that must have been that. weird and hard on some level, being as self-involved as you might be. Yeah, well, a lot I of navel-gazing. When I write lyrics, normally in the past, I just like to do kind of free flow. It could be really abstract. Yeah. Figure it out later. There's a lot know. of distortion in the sound of this band. Uh, there's a lot of haze. Like, it's it, there's... And, and, I, and I think that some sometimes the lyrics have been uh, pretty straight ahead, and sometimes they're quite uh, impenetrable on some level. You have to really be, and like it's sometimes it's hard to actually decipher what's going on because it's it's so cloudy on some level. So that's why I, I wanted to, when you have a band like yours in front of me, it's when I ask you know what's the thing about it's not because I have an idea necessarily. I'm almost I have some ideas, but it's also just like I, I have trouble because you've made it so mysterious and enigmatic. Well, I mean, in general, we are always just trying to go for that, you know, sort well, of I cliche. I so thought you were going to say, well, in general, in general, we are mysterious and enigmatic. <laughs> well, no, we're <laughs> trying to just go for that, like, the f- give a feeling to people. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a musical experience. Unsettling feeling? You just want them, you know, Do to... Do you want to unsettle people a little bit? Do you feel like that? Do you feel like you want people, do you feel like you want to shake them out of a complacent mode they might be in? You know, I don't think we're ever trying to do anything, you know, for people when we do it. This one music reviewer, actually, he was the most on point. Oh. He was was like, you know, who do these guys make music for? They make it for themselves. Right, right. (laughs) Um, Which is true of many artists. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're not trying to be like giving out any messages to people or okay. anything but it's just like go and rock out and have a good time if to make you want. It sound cool. <laughs> it's just a record. It's not the smartest thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's just a record. It's just a record. record. Okay. All yeah. right. Now you what do you guys got coming up? You got uh, a bunch of shows in July? We've got shows in July, yeah. Anything else in June? Um flying to Calgary. Oh, for Sled Island. Yeah, we're playing it's in... It's a pre-Sled Island. Yeah, yeah. pre-Sled Island party uh, opening for Tad Van Gillen. Oh, nice. So I think it's a free party somewhere. And then we're driving out east to Hala, to Sappy, Sappy Fest. Oh, great. Going to Sappy Fest, which is exciting because, one, we've never been there in a while. We haven't been in a while. But also, Lane's family lives in PEI. Oh, it's going to be so nice. And uh, Nice they, in PEI. Charlottetown? Nice food. They're nice. constantly feeding us. Nice food. air. <laughs> Nice grass, <laughs> nice, nice games of tennis. Oh, okay, that's yeah. good. that'll be fun. That'll but be like fun. they're all like we're not going till the. I, I think we'll be at your parents by the Monday, beginning. August first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're already wondering, you know, You're if we want invited. scallops or lobster or all of it. You know, and we're like, uh, we want all of it. Thank nice. You. <laughs> that's great. That's gonna be fun. So, all right, that'll be great. So where can and, and Arboretum Fest? We're we're playing Arboretum in Ottawa. 
in Ottawa, and that's going to be fun too because we're sharing the stage with Mets and Sloan. August 20th. 19th. 19th? Fish. Is and it the 19th? I thought it was the 20th. Yeah, he's right. It's okay. the 19th. I'm and sorry. Lane's going to record his record this summer. Yes. And uh, we're going <laughs> to write some more music. Good. Yeah. And any more Maybe. videos? Always. Videos. Always, yeah. But, uh, I yeah. I feel like I missed some. I was scolded earlier. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I think Phaedra's more of a video band than, yeah, than Hood and Fang. We're lazy with videos. Let's see. Okay. Okay, so there's stuff coming up. Where can people learn more about your band on the internet? It's What's called www.google.com <laughs> <laughs> or .ca? I don't know. I think, I think it depends search. where you are search. or yeah. .de. Okay. Depends. You know, I was thinking, wouldn't it be funny if I started a company called Google? <laughs> no, I want to start one like, called Giggle. Giggle? It's no, for babies where they just pound on the keyboard and then something will pop up. That's a good one. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. We were actually having this conversation in the car the other day. We should just get kids to name streets, to name stores, to name everything. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. There was a street the other day that we drove by called Prince Charles Drive. We're like, why do we have a street called that? We should just like get Ramona to yeah, name Yeah, my the daughter street. to name the street. Yeah, yeah. that I mean, would be fun. Gummy, bear, barf, Everything coyote Everything would be so street. much more fun. Do you know that there's a, in Toronto, there's a, an intersection, uh, Shaw and Shank? Did you know that? <laughs> there's a Shaw Shank. Whoa. I think someone did it on I think purpose. someone did it on wow. purpose. Shaw's sure. going, it's just like, just north of, uh, of uh, King. Do there's they have a Shank. bar there called Redemption? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a street by your parents' house called, what is it, Super Test Drive or Super Drive Test? Oh yeah, it's it, yeah, something That's like that. That's weird. It's yeah. a good, good name. I feel script. like we may have digressed a little bit <laughs> talking <laughs> about the streets lot. or a lot. I I do want to say so people can learn about you at Google dot com and the company we own the company you own and uh, and follow you on Twitter using Google as well. They'll, they're just hooded fang on Google mm-hmm. is the way to learn more about you guys yeah, and the and records out on DAPS. Yep, dapsrecords.com has information. Dapsrecords.com. We got a real mm-hmm. website. That's we got a great. Real, real web, dapsrecords.com. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm in the, you know, I've been thinking about updating it lately. It'll happen. I think you should. But uh, you there's... Know, the, it's hard to have to deal with so many websites. So some one gets updated and then eventually another gets yeah, updated. Yeah, I, I have the and same thing. It goes thing. in like a circle. I have yeah. the same thing. I have, it's a crazy how many up, websites But there's I'm a updating. cool section I, I uh, added earlier this year. Nice. Um, just a DIY section for you know young bands to go and maybe learn how to do things themselves or think about doing it themselves. What kind of things are on the page? Uh, just like what do I have on that page? You know how to how to digitally distribute music on your own or things huh. to consider when you're trying to book a tour or if you want to go play in the U.S. Things you have to nice you know, look at. Great. Okay, so dapsrecords.com and look under DIY. Is that what you said? I forget the name of the section. Okay. It was months ago. Google.com. Last night was months ago. Right. <laughs> Is there a song from uh, Venus on Edge that Lane can ask Dan to pick? And then April will confirm that that is right. Lane, can you Did ask? Daniel, can you pick a song for no. Vish? No. Only because you asked me, I'm not going to do it. Oh, boy. April, can you mediate this? this? I'm tired of mediating these guys. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we put on a final hello? Final hello? Why did that come to mind? Because it's so fun to play. It's like fast, and I have fun playing it. You enjoy playing it. Yeah. This is a great band. I hope people go see your band. 
Thank you. I haven't you. seen you guys in a while. I hope they do too because last night in Toronto, people were crowd surfing. Yeah. And Your band's so it great. has the, the potential for, for moshing and crowd surfing. I'm at a point now where I feel like life is shorter and shorter as some of my heroes go. And but I'm your like, beard you just is gotta longer do and it. longer. Yeah, I feel like you have to appreciate it. Like, don't take people for granted. Don't take great bands for granted. You're a band that I don't. I hope people don't take for granted. Oh, thanks, Veach. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, so yeah. you want to get in on the uh, on the crowd surfing. No, I've life never done that. Life is too short. I never done crowd it. Surf. Life is too short, I'm not going to do that. You got to do it. I think it's dumb. He's got two kids, April. kids. Yeah, what if I want more kids? My balls are involved with the crowd surfing. <laughs> I don't want that to happen to me. Listen, <laughs> you guys are great. Let's go out on Final Hello. Yeah. Okay, Final Hello by Hooded Fang. Uh, Daniel, Lane, April, thank you very much for being on thank this you, Thank you, Vish. Thank you, Vish. It's always a pleasure. Thanks.
That was Hooded Fang with the song Final Hello. That is from their latest album, Venus on Edge. Thanks again to April and Daniel and Lane for being on the program to talk about that stuff. I I liked where that conversation went. Uh, I feel like I'm talking too much on the show of late. You can tell me if that's true. I've noticed it. I don't know why. I'm feeling chattier and maybe I'm not letting people talk as much as they should. I noticed it a couple episodes. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to talk less. Sometimes I talk less. Sometimes I get excited and I talk too much. What do you prefer? Tell me. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I just think I talk too damn much for a podcast all about talking. Anyway, thanks to Hooded Fang for being on the program. Check them out. They're a great band, as you probably could tell by listening to them talk and listening to their music. If you want to learn more about uh, my show, Creative Control with Vishkana, and the fact that it's on iTunes and Audio Boom, and that the fact that there's a fact that you can make a flexible monthly donation to keep the podcast going at patreon.com, uh, you can also learn about our Facebook page and our Twitter and the fact that a version of the show airs every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph or around the world at CFRU.ca. But all of that information, all of it, is really found at vishkana.com. My website, go to vishkana.com for all of your vish and creative control needs. Uh, I will quickly mention that uh, as far as I know, I am still scheduled to appear at the Hillside Festival in Guelph the weekend of July uh, 22nd. Going to be doing a live Creative Control episode with some guests. I don't know who they are. I don't know what day. I'll, As I know more, I'll let you know. Might keep the guests a surprise. Why not? I don't even know who's going to be around yet. We'll figure it all out. And then I'm also uh, happy to announce that I'll be heading to the Arboretum Festival in Ottawa. I'm doing a live uh, interview with uh, a guest of the show, alum alumnus of Creative Control, Andrea Warner. She put out that book, uh, We Ought to Know, How Four Women Ruled the 90s and Changed uh, Music. I forget what it's called. I think that's what it's called. Did I say the title right? Let's find out. Yeah, Changed Canadian Music. Sorry, We Ought to Know, How Four Women Ruled the 90s and Changed Canadian Music. Uh, Andrea was on, jeez, uh, when was that? Last year, I think it was. Anyway, we're going to do a live conversation about the book. And I'm hoping to do other stuff while I'm in Ottawa. Uh, that is in the middle of August. I believe my chat with Andrea is August 17th, and then I'll be kicking around the town then as well. So if you see me, say hello. Come out to the uh, live shows, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I got going on. All right, that's it for me this week. I'm going to go watch the rest of uh, the NBA playoffs now, which uh, going well. And I do want to uh, say that, uh, like uh, millions of people around the world, I was deeply impacted and affected by the loss of Muhammad Ali, who was a childhood hero, one of the only people my dad and I uh, really bonded over. And so uh, he was he was indeed the greatest. So uh, for what it's worth, all my respect to uh, Muhammad Ali and his family. Uh, what a man. Anyway, that's it. That's the show. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.